We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. And what about you, Canela? Very nice, thank you. What about you? I am doing fantastic. Splendid to be talking with you, ladies. Um, so, Canela, why don't you tell us a little bit about Monster House? <coughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> Monster House was, is an animated film about three children trying that are a little confused about that house across the street. And they, they're they trying to figure out what's going on. And there are some deep secrets lying underneath it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this film so much. I used to watch it all the time when I was little, and I still watch it all the time. It's it's kind of my little obsession. Um, so, Janelle, or <laughs> Jaylene, I keep mixing your guys' names up. Jaylene, tell me a little bit what you thought of this film. I thought this film was really, really good and interesting um, with the whole fact that I've never seen a house that actually became a monster. Well, was a I monster. I would hope not. I would <laughs> hope you have not seen that. <laughs> I have not seen a movie, anything like this. So it was really interesting to watch it because it really had me um, very intrigued the entire time with the fact that the house next, like the house across the street, no one expected anything to be from that house other than a grumpy man that never wanted anyone on his porch. For for three kids to actually discover that something was actually terribly wrong with that house, it was incredible for me. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, I, I definitely think that this is like a very interesting idea for a film because it is like nobody has seen a monster house hopefully um but i feel like they almost they made it very realistic in a way i would say so yeah ella what what did you think of the animation in this film well when i first saw the fir- when i saw the first scene of this movie i thought i didn't know if it was the animation or not because it, it was so real and well thought out but at the same time it was colorful and and if there wasn't any words, you could still see that it was funny, scary, just by the animation looks of it. Absolutely. And Jaylene, what did you think of the animation and the visual aspect of this film? I actually thought the animation was incredible. When you actually uh, saw the inside of the house, it kind of freaked me out how realistic it looked with the, with the tongue and the teeth of the house. It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. This film is a little bit, um, well, it's pretty. It's a pretty scary film, um, and it's actually rated PG-13, believe <laughs> it or not, even though I've, I don't know, I've seen it, uh, like, tons of times when I was little, so it's, like, not inappropriate for younger kids, but um, when I was younger, I was a little bit scared by the film, so, Canela, what age rating would you recommend this film for? I'd say seven and up, because it even though it's animated and funny and, and colorful mm-hmm. and reaches to kids, it's also scary because how how real and and intriguing the animation is, it makes it even yeah. more scary than it would be. 
So I'd Absolutely. say stage seven. Yeah, it definitely is a little bit of like a creepier theme because the house comes alive, but it definitely is one of those films that is very cute for younger kids as well because there are a lot of really funny moments and a lot of really touching moments and I also feel like this film is enjoyable for adults too because yeah. it's it's just a very well-made film um so Jaylene what did you think of the soundtrack in this film I thought the soundtrack in the film was really really incredible I think in the beginning when the little girl was riding her tricycle it had this really uplifting song and then it gets to the house and it's like a very intense moment with like you kind of get into it because of the soundtrack yeah the soundtrack definitely caters to the feel of the movie i i definitely think that the soundtrack suits the film very very well um so canela do you have a favorite scene or character in this film well i think my favorite character is jenny the little girl because i can relate to her a lot she's very adventurous but at the same time she looks out for her friends and she mm-hmm. she's very determined and she sets her mind on what she wants to do when she gets there. Absolutely. I don't really I don't really have a favorite scene because they were just all amazing. But yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Jaylene? Uh, I think my favorite character is as is Jenny too. She's mm-hmm. very she was very smart and she knew exactly what to do. Like when um, the house was really close to eating her two friends. She knew to go hang from the uvula to, yes. like, make the house gag. So she was very smart. And my favorite scene is when Mr. Nebercracker gets home from the hospital and he starts yelling at the kids that are on his lawn to, like, leave because he knew that his house would have done something to them. Yeah. And then... And then DJ opens up to him and shows him that he's not alone and that they can fight it together. It was, like, the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was very emotional. I definitely agree with you. Those are some very memorable characters and scenes as well. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we have been talking about the films Despicable Me Too, The Lone Ranger, Monster House, and The Kid. So right now we are talking about the film Monster House with Jaylene and Canella, And they are just telling me about their favorite scenes and favorite characters. And Jaylene, I definitely agree with you. Jenny is a very fun character. She's also a bit stuck up too, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, like yeah. when she was talking to the babysitter, she had yeah. this like side of attitude and ang- and like edginess. Yeah, absolutely. She's a very feisty girl scout, I would say. Yes. Um, I think my favorite character would actually probably be the babysitter and her boyfriend Bones, um, because <laughs> like. I just think it's funny because, like, I've never had a babysitter that's like that. But in a lot of films, you see, like, the babysitters are, like, the bad influences and stuff. And I think that's more of something that, like, Hollywood brought to the table. It's less of, like, an actual occurrence. But I just think it's so funny because she shows up and she seems so sweet and nice. And then as soon as the parents leave, she, like, starts listening to death metal and is, like, <laughs> wearing all ripped up clothes. And I think it's it's very funny to see her, like, two sides that she shows. And then um, I think probably my favorite scene would have to be when, I don't know, when Chowder is operating the um, the giant crane to try to, like, destroy the house. And I think it's so funny because he's, like, freaking out, but he does, like, an okay job, I guess, at operating the crane. And I also really like Chowder's character because he's so, like, <laughs> weird and, like, just sort of nerdy and very childish and he tries so hard to like be an adult like when he's talking on the phone to his dad I think that's very funny uh so Canelo what do you think of um the emotion behind this film because it's definitely funny and touching and scary so what do you think about that well I like how it's not just one basic emotion and that there's a few emotions tied into one which makes interesting and on all different levels which I think is very cool absolutely and um what about you Jaylene what do you think of the emotion behind this film I think the emotion behind the film is really good and it and it really gets you hooked onto wanting to know more because at one point it's super scary but then it'll break the tension with a little joke here and there so that definitely balanced it out 
Mm-hmm. I, I think this film is definitely saved by all of the comic relief because otherwise it would be a pretty intense film. <laughs> but there is so much comedy in it. And, like, it's so funny. Like, I find myself quoting this movie all the time. Like, it's so funny. And um, I also think it's it's very touching because... I find that, like, a lot of... Because I, I watch a lot of scary movies, and obviously this isn't, like, a horror slasher film because it is for kids, but in a lot of scary movies, they have, like, the bad guy, or in this case, the bad house, like, have no backstory to them, or, like, you feel no empathy towards them, and you don't feel bad for them. But in this um, story, you actually feel really bad for the house and the story behind it and the story um, behind Mr. Nebercracker's wife and everything. So it definitely gives it a sense of empathy, which makes it a lot less scary because it puts sort of a personality and sort of a relatable quality behind the thing that you're scared of, which I think was definitely a wise thing to do um, on the part of the creators of this film. So Canela, what do you think the message behind this film is? I think it's that if whatever you set your mind on, that you'll always be able to get to it no matter what you do. Absolutely. And what about you, Jaylene? What do you think? I think the message is don't be afraid because even though he, they were super scared of trying to uh, kill this house, they, they knew that they could do it. So yeah, it was also um, be determined because they were very, very determined to not have kids eaten on the night of Halloween. (laughs) Absolutely. So they didn't give up. That was very, very good. Yes. Well, Jaylene and Canella, thank you so much for telling us all about Monster House. So definitely be sure to check out Monster House because because it is funny, thrilling, and very touching. And I give it five out of five stars. So be sure to check it out. And girls, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank Thank you. Yeah. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. 
attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking about the films Despicable Me 2, The Lone Ranger, Monster House, and The Kid. So to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the new film starring Johnny Depp and Army Hammer. And we have with us Jerry. So how are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am doing very well. So The Lone Ranger is a remake on the classic television show, The Lone Ranger, um, with the Lone Ranger and his trusty steed Silver. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, this film, like you said, it's based off the TV show Lone Ranger. And it's quite a big storyline. It all starts that it's, um, well, 1930. And, you know, there's a little fair, you know, a little Western old fair. So yeah. this boy is dressed like the Lone Ranger, white hat, uh, little black mask, uh, little outfit, and he goes to the exhibit. He walks around looking at these little cool pictures. Then he sees a picture of Tonto, thinking it's a picture, but he's wrong. When it's real, Tonto just walking around. Mm-hmm. So Tonto tells him the story of the Lone Ranger. It all begins about a century before that, and you know, it's a train that's going to this little celebratory because they're building train track, the first one across U.S. So it's all celebratory stuff, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a criminal and an Indian on board and also also a whole bunch of passengers. The Indian is Tonto and the criminal is a very bad criminal that will get destroyed at the celebratory, at the celebratory celebration. Mm. Well, that doesn't happen. His little gang comes and rescues him and puts the train in uh, non-stop motion, so it completely misses the celebratory stop and goes straight to the track. Luckily, the passengers get saved. But before all of that happens, when that all happens, John, who's on board the train, is like, what's going on? He goes there and... It all ends when Tonto and John are come together and they have to escape. Yes, and that is what sort of sparks the friendship between John and Tonto. And John eventually turns into the Lone Ranger. So this film is sort of like the beginning of the Lone Ranger, how he was created, the events that happened that sort of pushed him to become um, a legend of justice, really. And it, you know, it's all about how he was trying to protect his brother and, you know, the wild west and he was all about justice you know he wasn't the type of um the type of sheriff that would just go around and shoot someone if they did something wrong he wanted people to be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law which i thought was very interesting um so jerry why don't you tell us your favorite part of this film your favorite scene if you have one i would have to say my favorite scene is kind of like you know me uh, my favorite scene is always the funny ones yes my favorite scene is when uh Tonto escapes prison. Don't ask me how. He's just Tonto like that. Yes. And um, and he's walking around. Also, he, John goes goes with his brother on a search for uh the criminal, and mm-hmm. they get ambushed. And the entire squad dies except John. Yeah. And something really bad happens to his brother. So that's upset. yes. <laughs> so Tonto escapes prison. He's walking around the west, and he finds all these dead rangers. He's like, ooh, free stuff. You know, seems normal to me. Yes, and that was such a He lines scene. them up, buries them, uh, being very nice, you know, doing his Indian traditions and stuff, and um, and then he just takes what he can. Yeah. He goes to each one, take what he can, looking for boots that fit him, and then he goes goes to John, thinking he's not alive, and tries to take his badge. And John wakes up, he's like, what? And then Tonto's like, wait, what? And knocks him out with a shovel. I know. I thought that was such a funny scene because Tonto, like, Tonto is a very interesting character because um, he his whole thing is, like, Native Americans, they trade things. Like, when they don't just take things, they trade things. So it was funny. He was, like, taking people's hats and taking people's shoes, and he was, like, trading them, like, a feather or, like, some bird seed, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. I don't think I necessarily have a favorite scene in this film, but I really loved all of the parts um, when Tonto would try to feed his bird because he wears this this dead um, raven on his head throughout the entire film. And he always, like, when he's thinking or when he's, like, praying or, like, meditating and um, trying to, like, call upon 
like good fortune he always like tries to feed the bird and it's really funny because he just like sprinkles bird seed in front of his face and it doesn't do anything so I think that's very funny it is it is definitely a very funny scene and I think Tonto is also a very funny character because he's played by Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp is hilarious I mean, who doesn't like Johnny Depp, you know? I have and no it, idea. <laughs> and it's interesting when you actually hear the story of, of the bird. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the entire thing. Because I was, I never knew about Lone Ranger before this film. And when yeah. I just heard that story, it all fit together so perfectly. It was not Absolutely. even funny. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about Despicable Me 2, The Lone Ranger, Monster House, and The Kids. So right now we are talking about The Lone Ranger with Jerry, and we were just talking about our favorite scenes. So let's go into our favorite characters. My favorite character, personally, um, is Tonto, because I love Johnny Depp, and I think Johnny Depp was so perfect for this role. I was a little bit surprised when I found out about this film and that... um. Johnny Depp was going to be playing Tonto, but after seeing the film, he fits so perfectly. And what I thought going into this film was I thought this film was going to be um, more serious. I thought it was going to be more of like a serious, realistic Western, I guess. And it was so much more of a comedy than I thought. Like, if I had to put this film in a genre, I would say comedy first and then sort of action adventure after. Um, But this was such a funny film and the character Tonto definitely played into that. So that is why Johnny Depp is my favorite. Um, Johnny Depp's character is my favorite character in this film and I also really like the character of Silver who is the sort of spirit horse in this film and he ends up being the Lone Ranger's horse and he's so funny because it doesn't make any sense like at the most random times he'll end up like in a tree or like on a roof or wearing a hat or something or like drinking beer in one scene so it's he's a very funny character even though he doesn't really speak Uh, so Jerry what do you think your favorite character would be? No, I would either either have to say uh Tot not Tonto, um Silver or John. Mm-hmm. You expect me to say Tonto because of Johnny Depp, but honestly, I would have to say that I liked well John or the horse better because well John he was kind of like he was the man of law. He was a lawyer in New York, and yeah. then he gets all the stuff with this Western like adventure and action and all this fighting and trying to save his dead brother's wife and child and it's it's just insane yeah and he's like he doesn't even he barely knows how to use a gun and then he does all this accidentally things that actually does and does it right accidentally and it's hilarious yeah, it's very funny uh so you got to go to the red carpet premiere for the lone ranger can you tell us a little bit about that the red carpet premiere was a lot of fun i mean it was fantastic biggest red carpet i've ever seen in my entire life especially in amusement park. Um, it was just a lot of fun. Army Hammer was there. Johnny Depp was there, but I couldn't, but barely anybody got an interview with him. Too much security. Yeah. Um, uh, all the stars were there. A whole bunch of, a whole bunch of Disney stars were there surprisingly as well. And um, it was just a big fun event. And what it was cool is they gave us passes for California Adventure all day. That's awesome. That sounds, I love it when red carpets are at amusement parks because then you get passes and you can like skip the lines and then you get to like interview famous people and ride roller coasters and it's super fun. It's the best. Yeah. It's it's definitely a a fun experience. Well, I'm super glad you had fun and I'm super glad you enjoyed the film. Uh, So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Five out of five stars, no uh, test whatsoever, because honestly, I couldn't find anything to complain about this film. Mm-hmm. I personally just... would I would give this film four out of five stars. It was an incredible film, and I loved it so much, and I would definitely watch it again. But I did think it was going to be a little bit, I don't know, I felt like it was definitely funny, and there was a lot of comedy, but I feel like they they advertised this film more as being, like, a serious film, and I feel like it wasn't, and I would have liked it to be a little bit more... I don't know, serious or realistic, in my opinion, because a lot of the stuff was very unrealistic. Um, and I feel like they did try to push the comedy a little bit too much because there were some parts where I was like, really, really, guys, it's a little bit cheesy. But all in all, I thought this film was incredible. So, yeah, four out of five stars, maybe 4.5 out of five stars. <laughs> um, So what age range would you recommend this film for? You know, this film, like you said, is very funny, but... The criminal is pretty sick. 
By yeah. sick, I mean crazy. He yeah, does crazy. some pretty disgusting things. And there is a few, uh, there's a few bits that are a bit too actiony. So I'd have yeah. to give it uh, 12 and up, honestly. Because yeah, that's I'm, what I would say. I'm 11 and I was pretty sicked out during this film. So 12 and up would probably be good. Yes, this film is rated PG-13, but yeah, I would recommend it for 12 and up. Um, so definitely be sure to go check out The Lone Ranger playing in theaters now. Jerry, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. Lovely speaking with you again. It was lovely speaking with you. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this film. No problem. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be talking about the film Disney's The Kid, starring Bruce Willis. And we have with us Jaylene. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Raven. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay, so Disney's The Kid is about a very harsh, um, very serious image consultant that had such a horrible childhood that he was determined to put it all away, to erase his entire memory of it. But he doesn't know that by him doing that, he's really, like, affecting how he how he turned out to be and as an adult. So in order to show, well, basically, his 8-year-old self comes from the past and shows him that his childhood wasn't all that bad, but the problem that they have is how to get eight-year-old Rusty back to the past. So basically, mm-hmm. the whole plot is, so Rusty's teaching Russ uh, how to love again and how to be caring, while Russ is trying to get Rusty back to the past. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. it definitely sounds like a very interesting film. 
And um, I personally love Bruce Willis, who plays Russ Duritz, if that's how you say his last name. And then Spencer Breslin, who plays Rusty, who's like the little kid. I love him as well. And um, he was definitely like one of my favorite child stars when I was younger, when he was like in um, The Cat in the Hat and whatnot. So it definitely seems like an awesome cast. So what did you think of this film? I thought this film was amazing. It had such an intriguing plot. Like, it had me going through the whole t- uh, the whole time. Yeah, at times it was a little bit confusing because you had to go from the past to the future to the present. To the present. Yeah. yeah, and you kind of had to keep up with it. But it it was very touching at the end, so I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, films that have to do with, like, time travel, they definitely dabble with going sort of all about because you have to go to the past and then the present and then you have to go to what the future would be like if the past wouldn't have been the same and like all this crazy stuff so it's a bit all over the place but would you say that this film was understandable and the plot was understandable for younger kids it it was it and it was definitely um made to understand like you could understand you you just had to keep up a little bit like oh he went back in time and oh he went to the future because it did, um, the set also did look, like, when they went to the past, it did look different from yeah. the present, and then in the future, things look different, so it, it was easier to understand that way, too. Absolutely. Um, so, what did you think of the cinematography in this film, and the special effects, if there were any, and the visuals? I thought the cinematography was great. It had, um, the camera did have a lot of angles. They did get really good shots of when the two were um in russ's house like especially at nighttime it really looked it looked like dark but i didn't i it looked okay it looked like it was dark but then it also looked light like they did a really good job capturing the um the emotion of the whole film too Mm -hmm. if that makes sense what would you say the emotion is behind this film? Because it definitely sounds like there would be some funny moments, but also some more serious and touching moments. There, it was very. There was many very serious and touching moments because Russ had such a horrible childhood that he grew. Uh, he grew up to be very, very, you know, um, unpleasant to be around and very yeah. angry. So the minute Russ gets here and he's reminding him all about his childhood, you can see the emotion in his face just like change to, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he starts being loving and caring. And that's how his whole like he knows he has to get his life back together. And he understands that. So that was incredible. I love that. Mm -hmm. I wish I could like I mean, even though I'm not, you know an adult or anything I think it would be super cool to be able to like spend a day with like your eight-year-old self or like your five-year-old self or something and just like get like your perspective on life from when you were little like I think that would be so cool honestly me too (laughs) um so tell me a little bit about the soundtrack the soundtrack in the movie was um very very nice like when they went into the past they had really I noticed they had really like old songs that were playing and Mm -hmm. it had this really good feel to oh yeah they're in the past and then when they went to the future they had this like retro song in the diner and it was like oh they're in the future now (laughs) that's funny that's awesome You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about Despicable Me Too, The Lone Ranger, Monster House, and Disney's The Kid. So right now we are talking about The Kid, and we have with us Jaylene, and we are just talking all about the cinematography, um, the soundtrack, sort of the plot behind the film. So, Jaylene, do you think you have a favorite scene in this film? I do. My favorite scene is the first night that Rusty gets the house. And, of course... Russ is super unhappy with this and freaks out and makes him sleep outside the entire night just on a one of those uh, beach chairs. That's and crazy. Rusty to get back at him starts singing on the top of his lungs and he's just singing and singing the entire night to get back at Russ for making. That's him sleep really outside. funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. That sounds awesome. So, do you think you have a favorite character? I do. My favorite character, believe it or not, is Russ because in the beginning he was super tense and 
that no one could see his real himself. And in the end, he turns out to be so loving and caring and ends up having a wife and a dog. And he totally changes his whole perspective of life. Mm -hmm. And what did you think about the actors in this film? I was talking a little bit about Bruce Willis and Spencer Breslin, who play Russ and Rusty. So how do you think they did in portraying their characters and being each other just in different ages? I... I seriously thought Bruce Willis did such an amazing job. One that I've never seen Bruce Willis in any other film other than his, you know, action-y type films. Yeah. So seeing him, I was like, whoa, this is a totally different uh, angle of him. And uh, Spencer Breslin definitely did a good job portraying his younger self because he did get some um, of the parts where Russ was an adult. He got it when he was a little kid, so yeah. they kind of they, he portrayed they the qualities. Together. Yeah, they, awesome. they portrayed their qualities really good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I also I think it was awesome what you were saying about like having Bruce Willis be in this film because yeah, he is sort of you know more in those like fast paced films now, and it's definitely a nice change to see him when he was younger and to see him in more of like a touching you know children's film you know because this is Disney's the kid you know so. <laughs> Yeah, like that's like that's a nice I watched, change. I watched it with my mom, and she's a big fan of Bruce Willis. So mm-hmm. the minute he comes up on the screen and starts being all loving, she's like, "Whoa, whoa! I've never seen him before." She's like, like, "What is this madness?" Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, what do you think the morals or message behind this film is? The message in the movie was really like it was really good, and the message in the movie was, "Don't be so hard on yourself." Russ was super hard on himself. Like, he wanted to remove his memory because it was so traumatic. Because his father had put his mother's death on him. And he was bullied. And because he was bullied, something happened. And that that's what changed his past. I mean, his future. So, he de- so because he was so hard on himself, he grew up to be such a, a very harsh, mean... Um, like not sensitive adult and he was very yeah. unpleasant to be around. So if he wasn't so hard on himself, he might have turned out okay. Yeah. So how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this film five out of five stars because I did really enjoy it and there wasn't anything that I really didn't like other than it was a little bit confusing at times. But it was really a, a really nice film. Mm-hmm. And what age rating would you recommend this film for? I recommend I recommend um this movie for ages eight to fourteen, because yes, it is a little bit confusing for little kids. I don't think that a little kid would be able to follow as easily as an eight year old, maybe a seven year old. Um, but it is definitely a great family movie. Absolutely. So, if you could recommend this to your friends, do you think you would, or do you think it's more of like a family film? I think this is more of a family film. It's a really cute movie to watch with your entire family on, like, a movie night. Um, I definitely watch it with my family, so I would recommend it for families more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jolene, thank you so much for telling us all about Disney's The Kids. So, guys, be sure to check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be talking about the film Despicable Me 2, and we're going to switch it up a little bit today. Jerry is going to be interviewing me on that film, so Jerry, I will let you take it away. Okay, so this, so as you as you know, this movie's a sequel to Despicable Me, and it's the same more or less cast. It's just a few new people. So, what is the storyline of this epic adventure? Yes, okay, well, it sort of picks up with Gru and, um, you know, his girls since he adopted Agnes and Margot and Edith, and so it picks up with him, and he's just trying really hard to just be, like, the typical father, you know, and he ends up getting recruited by the Anti-Villain League, and um, he teams up with the Anti-Villain League to try to save the world again, um, because they recruit him. It's sort of like, I don't know if the younger kids will get this, but it's sort of like Silence of the Lambs, where they try to like use a crazy person to try to catch a crazy person, except it's not scary, don't you worry. But um, they use these Gru to try to find this new villain, El Macho, because Gru sort of knows how the mind of a bad guy works. So he teams up with the Anti-Villain League, and him and his minions go on this crazy adventure, and they're scheming and using all these awesome gadgets to try to save the world from El Macho. And during the meantime, Gru is just trying to be a good father to his girls, and he is starting to fall for his partner in anti-crime, Lucy, who is voiced by Kristen Wiig. And it's all about him sort of trying to balance his personal life with his work and saving the world. Cool. I, now I want to see this film, honestly. Um, it's awesome. So this is a sequel to, like I said, to Despicable Me. Uh, which movie did you think that the voices did better at? Despicable Me 1 or Despicable Me 2? Um, I think they're equal, honestly. I think the voice actors are incredible because it brings back um, some of like the familiar voices, uh, like Steve Carell, who's the voice of Gru, and it brings back Miranda Cosgrove, who's the voice of Margot. And um, Russell Brand, who is the voice of Dr. Nefario, and he's a very funny character. But then it also brings in some newer characters. There's a lot of new characters in this film, which I think is definitely important with a sequel. Um, so it has, like, a new character of El Macho, and then it also um, has the voice of Moisarius, um, who is the voice of Antonio, and Christian Wig, like I said, who I love, and she's the voice of Lucy. So I feel like they're equal, um, because the voice actors were incredible in both films, and the characters are incredible in both films as well awesome what is your favorite scene and or character um my favorite character characters i should say there's a plethora of favorite characters and it's all of the minions i love the minions so much and i think they're so funny and um this film actually it included the minions a lot more than it did in the original film because i think everybody really loved the minions and um so the filmmakers were like, oh, we should probably have more of them. So the film definitely has a lot more interactions with the Minions, which I was very pleased with. Um, so I really like the Minions because their banter is really funny. And, you know, they speak in gibberish. They speak in their little Minion language. And it's sort of made up. So you can't really necessarily understand them. 
but by the way they say their gibberish and by the way they like do their movements when they're talking in their gibberish language you can sort of get what they're saying and they're so funny and they fight with each other and they work together and they're definitely my favorite characters no i would have to completely agree with that do you have a favorite scene or part of the movie um, I think my favorite scene would probably be, okay, so in this film, Margot, like all of the girls are growing up a little bit. Um, so Margot is, you know, a teenager and she's all into texting and, you know, she's starting to show interest in dating and boys and whatnot. So Gru is like, no boys for you. Like, you're my little girl. You can't grow up, which I think is sort of something that every girl can relate to with having like a protective father, um, which I can definitely relate to. <laughs> so she... Uh, goes on a date with this kid Antonio who's like this very mysterious like ladies man I think he's probably like 13 or something and um Gru finds out and he freaks out and he goes like running through the mall like trying to stop them from being alone together and it's so funny because like Margot um is just trying to like go hang out with this guy that she likes and Edith and Agnes her sisters are like being crazy about it and Agnes is the little adorable one and she's like oh my gosh they're in love and Edith is like ew that's so gross and it's a very funny scene I would say. So that that is that sounds pretty fantastic. You're just giving me more reasons to watch this film. Absolutely. What age rating would you give this? Um, I would recommend this film probably for ages hmm, six and up. I would say because this film. I mean, honestly, if you saw Despicable Me, the original film, and you liked it, you'll love this film. Um, so I'd say probably ages six and up because this film is um it's very funny and it's very lovable there's nothing inappropriate about it it's rated pg um because i think i mean there are some like adult jokes but stuff that'll just fly right over the kids heads so i think it's really perfect for all ages because kids can go watch it and find it hilarious and bright and colorful and then adults can go watch it and also find it hilarious because there's a lot of references um to other films and like music and whatnot um that i think it's really perfect for all ages you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about the films Despicable Me Too, The Lone Ranger, Monster House, and Disney's The Kid. So right now, Jerry is actually interviewing me about Despicable Me Too, so I will let you continue with that. Thank you. Um, how many stars would you give this film? Um, I would give this film four out of five stars because it was definitely a very good sequel to um to the original film. I was a little bit nervous about having a sequel to the film because Despicable Me, I thought was perfect, you know, when I was like, oh, I really hope they don't mess it up. And they didn't. It was so perfect. And it was such a perfect follow up. Um, I definitely would recommend it to all of my friends and, you know, all of my family. So definitely I'd say four out of five stars. Cool. And how did you think the animation was in this film? Did you think that they done a few things wrong uh, or they thought or they did everything perfectly related to animation wise? Um, I really liked the animation in this film. I feel like um, it stayed very true to the original film, uh, which is only a few years old, you know, so the there's not really any more like high-tech technology and animation that they brought into this film but it was in 3d which was fun um to see and it, it something that bothers me about a lot of 3d films is i feel like they try way too hard to make it 3d and this film had the perfect amount of 3d like not everything was popping out at you which was good um and all of the designs of the characters and like sort of the world that they live in stayed true to the original film so it's like realistic designs of houses but sort of like amped up a little bit so everything's sort of very fun and cartoony um the only thing that i noticed different was the colors were a bit brighter and there i feel like there was a lot more colors and vibrancy to this film which makes it a little bit more appealing for younger kids so i would say that the animation was fantastic wow no i i always love sequels like grown-ups 2 and all of those fantastic sequels i absolutely love sequels what I don't like is when they completely ruin the movie in the second, uh, yeah, in the second movie. It's like a guy fights another guy, and then in the second movie they travel through space, like this. <laughs> yeah, this film definitely it went along very very well. I would say. Well, it definitely uh, flows. <laughs> how did you think all the voices did? Like Miranda Cosgrove and Steve Carell, and you no, know, how did you think the actors did on the voices? 
fantastic actually um i really loved all of the voice actors and i i really feel like they suited their characters so perfectly um when i first saw the original despicable me i didn't even know grew was voiced by steve carell because his accent was so fantastic um and then i was like oh that's steve carell yeah that makes sense and so going into this film i think i could tell a little bit more that it was steve carell it did sound a little bit more like him but i think that was just because I knew it was him, so it was already in my mind that, oh, that's Steve Carell. But yeah, I think the voice actors did incredible, and they were perfect for their characters. Cool, and uh, this is this is Illumination Entertainment's first sequel, which is pretty, you know, big. So did you think for their first sequel they did a pretty well, more, more well than ever? Yeah, I think they did a very good job. Um, like I said, it, it flows. The two films go perfectly, you know, hand in hand. Um, I could definitely see them making a third one. I don't know if that's in their plans, but in the next couple of years, I could definitely see there being a Despicable Me 3. And um, with how the first and second film went, I imagine that it would be a hit as well. So, yeah, I think they did an incredible job. That'll be their first trilogy also. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a Despicable Me trilogy. It sounds so serious, so intense. <laughs> Even though it's pretty fun. Yes, definitely. And I would, I would definitely say um, that. I mean, I recommend this film for all people. So definitely, be sure to go check out Despicable Me Two. It is in theaters now. And Jerry, thank you so much for interviewing me. It has been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. It was yeah. a lot of fun. No problem. So guys, like I said, be sure to go check out Despicable Me 2 in theaters now. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of C, we'll see you again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 